It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, that sucked ass. Uh, hey, and welcome to episode number 271 of Locked On Raptors for uh, Thursday, February 1st. That's right, it's February now. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Show's on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. You, you can find links to every single episode. Of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network with uh, team-focused shows for all 30 NFL, all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams, uh, and as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all together in the Locked On NBA and NFL iTunes channels, respectively. Uh, if you're gearing up for the Super Bowl, Locked On Patriots and Locked On uh, NFL and Locked On Eagles as well. Those are the shows you want to check out this week. Matt Williamson hosts the Locked On NFL show, the, the, the general show for the network. So make sure you're checking out all of those shows ahead of the big game on Sunday. It should be a good one, probably. I don't know. They're always weird when the Patriots are in them. So uh, maybe we'll get another one this time around. Speaking of weird games, the Raptors just lost to the Washington Wizards in a very silly and dumb game. Uh, they lost 122-119. The second half was uh, defense-free and very strange. The final few minutes of this game uh, were kind of wild. I'll get to all that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is MyBookie. The big game is here, and it's time to cash in and bet the game at MyBookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect weekend to get into the action. Have a hunch on who's going to win the coin toss or what color the Gatorade the winning coach is going to sh- be showered in. Uh, you can log on now, check out the props, and get in on the action. Don't just watch the game. Lay down some money and be part of it. Join me and thousands of other online players and start betting at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading online sports book, and its players enjoy the fastest payouts in the business when they win. Make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay without any hassles. You're wasting time betting anywhere else. And they even have in-game live betting, so you can place a bet after kickoff on Sunday. Join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house. Right now, MyBookie is giving away up to $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today and score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you join now with $100, you'll get a $150 bankroll to play with. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. You play, you win, and you get paid at MyBookie. All right, let's get to this game. Uh, the Raptors started off really well. It was a really great start from the Raptors. The offense was flowing in the first quarter. They were up 34-27 after the first. They were up by as many as 12. OG Ananobi hit two threes early on. Jonas Valanciunas hit two threes in the first half. He had 16 points at halftime. Norm Powell even got into the action. He was two of two at halftime. He had a couple of uh, contested threes right at the buzzer. One was just a complete... Uh, I can't believe it fell. It was kind of a prayer, but hey, it was nice to see Norm kind of get on the board. He was three of four tonight, which is the first time I remember him being over five or over fifty percent in a long time. So that was good. A second straight, you know, a positive performance from Norm. Um, and the first half was just like it felt good. The Raptors were playing well. DeRozan had a line of like four points, five rebounds, and six assists after the first half, uh, getting guys involved. Serge Ibaka's offense was running really well as well. 
And it was it felt like the Raptors kind of had it in hand. Bradley Beal only had two points in the first half. Obviously, that was going to change, but uh, it didn't feel like it felt like one of those games, like one like a lot of the games the Raptors have played this season, where they just kind of get out front and they kind of coast a little bit, and they'll be up by like ten points for most of the game, and they'll they'll put it away and probably have some garbage time at the end of the game. And it just wasn't like that. Uh, the Wizards played tough. They played hard without John Wall in the lineup. And the second half kind of uh, bit the Raptors in the ass a little bit. A few things that they were doing poorly kind of cut up to them. Uh, They were giving up a ton of fouls in this one. Uh, Sent the Wizards to the line, 24-26 from the line. Uh, And they also were just getting killed on the offensive glass. Once again, it's kind of been a recurring theme for the Raptors. 12 offensive boards for the Wizards in this one. They out-rebounded the Raptors 44-32. Serge Ibaka had just three rebounds in the entire night. I mean, that's not great. Jonas Valanciunas didn't have a single rebound in the second half. He played quite a bit as well. They just couldn't grab a rebound to save their lives. And it ended up catching up to them late. There were a few plays late on where there, there just could have been extra possessions gained by the Raptors, and they just couldn't do it. Uh, one that was, like, a, a super frustrating. So let me pull up exactly what the situation was for this. Yeah, it was 115-112 Wizards late in the fourth, uh, just over a minute left. Uh, it felt like way more than a minute, considering how long the last minute took to play. Uh, but Serge Ibaka had, like, an incredible defensive possession. He switched on to Bradley Beal, uh, completely shut him down, forced a really contested, uh, you know, step-back jump shot from, like, 17 feet out. Uh, then Otto Porter grabbed the offensive rebound between, you know, Lowry and, and DeRozan trying to go up for it. There was no one around the basket. Jonas was on the other side. Uh, the ball came short off of the front rim for, for Beal, and it came right to Porter. And that was a bummer. It just, you know, that didn't lead to points, but it just kind of spoke to, you know, even when the Raptors did everything right, Right, and when Serge Ibaka was having like an incredible defensive possession, they just couldn't grab a damn rebound to save their damn lives, and it, it ended up catching up to them. the The bench for the Wizards was excellent in this one, uh, and the Raptors bench was awful. Uh, that that was kind of another tale of this game. Just that the benches were they were totally outmatched, and that's not what you would have expected coming into this game. I look, I retweeted a thing today earlier. Uh, forgive me who it was from. It was like a chart of all the of all the bench players, all the sort of one to thirteen rotation players for all. 30, 30 NBA teams, and the Raptors bench is just like cr- crushing everybody. They're all of their guys between like their sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth men uh, on up to the twelfth men are like in the top three or four, and in many cases number one in the entire league in terms of wins generated. And it just wasn't there for them tonight. CJ Miles was out with that sore knee that he's been nursing. Fred VanVleet stayed home, uh, proud new dad of course, uh, staying home with his family for this one. Uh, so th- they were shorthanded on the bench, but the bench just didn't play very well. Aside from Powell. He played 26 pretty effective minutes, although he was kind of quiet in the second half. Uh, you know, Pascal Siakam wasn't particularly good. His rebounding was off. He had only one board. Uh, Jakob Pertl picked up, you know, three fouls in his first five minutes of, of court time. Uh, wasn't super effective in this one. He had five boards. It was tied for second highest on the team. But uh, other than that, he was kind of absent on the evening. DeLon Wright was really rough tonight. Uh, no points, two assists, two rebounds. Lorenzo Brown played 11 minutes, and he was just god-awful in those 11 minutes. He really was not effective whatsoever um, between those two five turnovers, 18 turnovers for the Raptors on the night. And, yeah, just nothing from the bench. And that's not what you expect to see from the Raptors, of course. They've been excellent with the second unit, uh, and they got completely outgunned by the likes of Mike Scott, who had 14-4-2 on 6-of-9 shooting. You had Jan Mahimi, who had a couple of big putbacks uh, and was pretty effective. He had 10 points. Jody Meeks had 10 points as well. Like, that's just... When Jody Meeks, Jan Mahimi, and Mike Scott are torching you, you're good, You're kind of behind the eight ball, even if John Wall is not in the lineup. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And then, of course, Bradley Beal in the second half caught fire. He had 27 points, uh, 25 of those in the second half. Uh, 9-20 shooting. He was excellent. And, yeah, they, they just kind of lost it. What Their defense was not very good in the second half, the Raptors. Uh, and they just they lost it to the to the bench that was kind of torching them. And the Raptors' own bench just couldn't provide any production. Uh, Lowry and DeRozan were good in this one. We'll get to Lowry in a sec because he's going to be the topic of conversation at the end of this one for good and bad reasons, of course. Uh, DeRozan was excellent, though, I thought. He didn't have any assists in the second half. I don't think that was, like, an indictment of the offense or anything like that. Uh, I think it was just guys missing shots that they were hitting in the first half, even though the Raptors scored a bunch of points in the second half. But, you know, DeRozan had a few timely buckets. He was 9 of 10 from the line as well. Uh, so 23 points on 17 shots. Like, that's you'll take that from him. 0-3 from deep. He's been struggling from deep of late, uh, just 14%-ish over the last 10 games or so. I'm not too worried about it because he's been streaky all season. Like, he was really good to start the year, had a long stretch where he didn't really hit any threes, and then he went on that crazy tear at the start of January. Uh, he's kind of, I think he kind of runs hot and cold there, so I'm not too worried about DeMar uh, in his three-point shot. Like, if it's going, that's amazing. That's a bonus. If not, at least he's taking them. Um, that's part of the offense. So that that's that. But, yeah, he, he was good tonight. He wasn't amazing. He was pretty good, though. Uh, and then you get, you get to Lowry, and Lowry was incredible. Lowry was the reason the Raptors were in this game late. The Raptors just did not play well in the fourth quarter. The bench, again, got blitzed, and it looked like it was going to be over. He had, like, a long stretch of, like, Lorenzo Brown and, and DeLon Wright just kind of looking like completely lost out there and my thing you know I have no problem with playing multiple point guards I do have a problem when the multiple point guards include Lorenzo Brown Uh, like I feel like there are other lineups you can go with and again you're in tough because you're without Miles and you're without um, uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet and so you're look you're, you're kind of short on guards and wings but I feel like you could have staggered maybe if you're Dwayne Casey maybe staggered in a bit more Powell maybe a bit more OG OG played just 21 minutes in this in this game I thought he was pretty effective um, but you know the, they're pretty bound to the rotation so you know I guess you're not going to upset the apple cart I suppose but uh, nah, just wasn't the best uh, use of lineups I don't think like Lorenzo Brown's kind of a nothing at this point uh, he's not really useful and that, uh, that kind of hurt the Raptors at the start of the fourth quarter. But then Lowry came back in with 8.19 left to play, and he played the entire uh, final stretch of the game. And he was amazing. <laughs> he was he was, he was just flat-out awesome. He scored, like, 17 points in the fourth quarter. He was just outstanding when he came in. Uh, he was making just incredible plays up and down. This kind of happened as well in the third quarter when, you know, things were looking a little rough. There was a, a three-point uh, shooting foul that he didn't get the call for, uh, that he thought he should have gotten the call for, because, of course, Kyle Lowry should have gotten the call for that, or at least he thinks he should have. Um, and they kind of just kind of picked it up from there as well and kind of stemmed the tide. It looked like the Wizards might pull away to start the third quarter. They, they hit like nine of their first 10 shots in the fourth. And it looked, it kind of felt like that Knicks third quarter for like the first four or five minutes where they were just kind of pouring it on. And they didn't feel like the Raptors had much in the way of, of sort of resistance to it. But Lowry kind of stepped that up. You saw him get, get really jitterbuggy. He was sort of pushing the ball uh, at a pace at which he wasn't really pushing early in the third or even in the first half. Uh, his defense was pretty aggressive. 
aggressive. He roasted Thomas Sadoransky. Poor Thomas Sadoransky got absolutely worked by both Lowry and DeRozan tonight, like multiple times. Blow bys, uh, tough defense, just like, uh, you know, shots drained right in the eye. Uh, Sadoransky, I mean, they ended up getting the win, so I guess he won't be too, ups- too upset about it, but he got roasted tonight by both Kyle and DeMar. And yeah, in that fourth quarter, DeMar, Kyle was doing everything. He was all over the place. Uh, his defense was excellent. His obviously hit like three threes. Uh, he ended up four of 11 from three on the night. He shot um, 10 of 19 overall. He got to the line seven times, which is you know not crazy, but for him this season, that's one of his higher end games getting to the line. Um, and he was just excellent. Three steals as well. Like he was all over the court in the fourth quarter. And then you get down to crunch time. And so in crunch time, it looked like, again, kind of a recipe where the Raptors were just going to play poorly. Their offense was whatever. Um, but like I think if you look beyond the surface and just the fact that they didn't get a ton of buckets late in the court, late in, you know, if sort of in like the two minute range of, the, of, the, of crunch time, I don't think their offense was all that bad. I think if you look at it, there was like one possession where it was a little bit stagnant. They tried a bunch of screen actions that the Wizards kind of snuffed out around the 230 mark. Uh, and then oh, Kyle had a wide open three uh, on the next possession that he completely clanked and then it went down. They gave up a wide open three to Markeith Morris to make it 115-110. That was a bummer. Um, and, you know, there was some kind of rough defense there that I thought was more the culprit than the offense late in the game. And then they had, like, a bunch of wide open looks. Serge Ibaka got a wide open look in transition in the corner. He bricked that. Uh, DeRozan got a couple looks. Lowry got a couple more, too. And just, like, they had good offense and good shots in the in crunch time, which has been the sort of bugaboo for the Raptors over the last little while here. It was mostly the defense, I think, that let them down here. They were allowing penetration. Norm Powell had a bad blow-by that he allowed to Bradley Beal at one point. And, like... That's going to happen because Bradley Beal's really freaking good, but uh, there were too many breakdowns for the Raptors on, on defense in crunch time here. So, I, like, the narrative will be, oh, the Raptors are bad in crunch time or whatever. But, no, like, their defense was kind of what let them down. And, yeah, you have to play defense in crunch time, but that's been more of a stable thing for the Raptors this season. The offense, I thought, was totally fine. And then you get to the Lowry stuff. Um, it, this was – the end of this game was wild. I kind of have to jog my memory just looking at the play-by-play stats for it because it, it so much happened in so little time. Uh, there were – like the Raptors were trying to extend the game. The last minute of this game took like 10 minutes to play. See, after that Ibaka miss that I mentioned, the one from the corner where he, he might have got away from with the travel on it, but uh, that would have been to tie. He missed that. Uh, Wizards grabbed the rebound. The Raptors foul. Porter, Otto Porter goes to the line, hits one of two, and then, it, so it's 116-112 for the Wizards. DeRozan goes down, gets a quick layup in just like nine seconds, 24 seconds left on the clock. They foul again, Porter again goes one of two, so it's, uh, or sorry, Porter goes two of two, so it's 118-114. Then Lowry goes down, just six seconds later, drives, uh, gets fouled, gets a layup to go, uh, makes it 118-116, and then misses the free throw for the to make it 118-117. Uh, of course, it's a big miss because uh, Bradley Beal goes down, makes it two free throws after they foul three seconds later to make it a four-point game. After that, Lowry again goes down, scores a quick bucket in just four seconds, making it 128-118. It looks like the Wizards were allowing that pretty much, just the free shot at the rim. Uh, and then after that... The Michael Ruffin stuff starts coming back. It's 120-118. The Wizards take a timeout. They almost go five seconds without getting it in. Uh, and then, yeah, everyone starts tweeting about Michael Ruffin, about, you know, the, the crazy Morris-Peterson game back in the day against the Wizards, where the Wizards totally choked it away in a similar situation. Not exactly the same, but very similar. Uh, it was a three-point game in that situation, obviously, because Mo Pete hit that three. Um, so the, the Wizards inbound, four seconds left from uh, they get the ball advanced. Uh, just like a really bad inbound pass, and uh, Kyle Lowry sort of goes at Bradley Beal. 
Beal loses the ball. Beal fouls Lowry. Lowry tries to say he's shooting a three. And, like, if you look at the replay, he wasn't not trying to shoot a three. And you could kind of sell it on that because there were 2.6 seconds left. Uh, they didn't give him the shooting foul. They said it was just an off-ball, uh, regular common foul. Uh, so he goes to the line with two shots at 120, 118 with three seconds left and misses the first. Because, of course, um, that was a huge bummer. It's the second big missed free throw by Lowry late in the game uh, and, and just kind of a killer. And then, so, of course, he makes the second. The Raptors try to foul or whatever and try to get up a heave. DeMar DeRozan turns it over on the final pass. The They were going for, I guess, I, I don't know why he threw the pass to Jonas, who was standing, uh, like, at the free throw line. Like, Kyle, Kyle kind of was open a little bit uh, down court, obviously, trying to hit Kyle six feet tall. It's kind of hard from, you know, 70 feet away. But uh, that's how the game ended. DeMar threw it away, and uh, the game ended 122-119. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. And if that doesn't make any sense to read out, uh, I mean, I don't know why I went through the entire last minute of play in sort of reading off the plays, but just a lot happened. And I think what is going to happen after this game is people are going to look at it and be like, oh man, Kyle Lowry choked. Kyle Lowry, man, he just he's so allergic to big moments, he can't do it in big moments, he, he's, he's not clutch, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it sucks that he missed those free throws late. The two big missed free throws, like, that would have been uh, a huge change in the game. You know, the first one he missed, of course, wouldn't have to be a four-point game. Of course, the, the game flow changes after that. Maybe he doesn't get the chance to uh, go take the, the free throws at the end after the silly Beal foul. But just, like, yeah, you can't miss those free throws. you got to make them. But at the same time, if it's not for Lowry literally just flying all over the court for the last eight minutes of the game, the Raptors are not in this game. They might lose this game by 10. Lowry was excellent. Lowry was the reason that there was crunch time at all in this game and the reason that the Wizards couldn't really pull away. And so for people to, like, look at this game, yes, you can criticize Lowry for missing the free throws, but don't do that without also acknowledging that he's the reason that those free throws even had a chance to tie the game at the end. Uh, an annoying loss. Kudos to the Wizards. Kudos to the bench for, you know, doing what they did. The, the Wizards bench was excellent in this game, and uh, they deserve to be credited with that. And Bradley Beal, what an excellent second half. Uh, shades of, like, Jimmy Butler, some of the, his second halves he's had against the Raptors in the past. Uh, and the Wizards needed this one more than the Raptors did. And they played as such, but, uh, yeah, like, I have a hard time really sort of faulting Lowry all that much. Yes, it sucks to miss free throws, but, hey, free throws, like, it's not a sure thing. It's not, a, you know, 100% proposition you know you have clutch free throws i don't know i, I wouldn't make them um of course i'm not kyle Lowry, i'm not an nba player but uh yeah like it's 
it's part of the, the the story of this game, of course. But I think the bigger thing with this one is like this is a game where Kyle Lowry was incredible, um, and it's a bummer. This is like the second crazy Kyle Lowry game in the last like twelve days that has gone to waste. Of course, he had forty points against the Wolves, completely demolished them, um, and, I, and I think he's played really well of late. That Jazz game last Friday, notwithstanding, he's been excellent. So uh, I think that's probably the more you know. Obviously, they lost, so you can't really take away all that much. But um, I think the bigger takeaway from this game is Kyle Lowry put the team on his back for the last eight minutes. And yes, he failed them on two individual free throws. But uh, again, they don't get that situation available to them if he's not completely just roasting the Wizards and making Thomas Sadoransky cry for the last, you know, five, six minutes of this game. So. Uh, as mad as I want to be, it was really fun to watch Kyle play that well. Um, and like these are the margins of error that you can't really play with when your bench is terrible. Um, had the bench played better, had the bench got knocked completely just shit-pumped by the Wizards throughout the game, then maybe this isn't a close game at the end. Maybe the Raptors continue their, their first half dominance, and um, like I thought the starters were very good in this game. The third quarter was a little rough, but they kind of got it back on track a little bit. Um, and like the, the start to this game was awesome. It was in the second quarter where things kind of derailed a little bit. Uh, they were up by as many as 10 in the second quarter, like 59-49, and then the, the, the bench guys just couldn't really hold up. Uh, and then the start of the fourth quarter was rough as well. The, those first four minutes of the fourth quarter were, uh, like, they kind of put the Raptors behind the eight ball in the fourth quarter, required that comeback for them to even be in crunch time. And, uh, yeah, so I put this game more on sort of the, the issues that precluded Lowry missing those free throws at the end uh, as opposed to Lowry missing those free throws at the end. Uh, it is what it is. The Raptors are 34-16. and 16. They're still very fine. Uh, tough back-to-back tomorrow against Portland. That'll be a fun game probably. Um, and then you got Memphis on Sunday and the, the big game against Boston on Tuesday. Uh, this will be a fun little stretch here for the Raptors. But, no, I'm not, like, too upset about it or anything. Uh, again, like, they could have sat down and died after the bench kind of blew it away in, in the first half or first part of the fourth quarter. They didn't. Uh, they, they kind of rallied it together. DeRozan had 80 points in the fourth quarter as well. He was really good, um, even though he wasn't the most efficient shooting tonight. And, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? It's fine. Uh, stupid game. Dumb game. Basketball's dumb sometimes. And they were in the position to die it. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's fine. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. This was a tiring game. It was an emotionally draining game. And uh, I'm going to go uh, sleep or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, sorry if this was like a hasty recap and sorry if I completely got the order of operations and the order of events, uh, totally out of whack because again, lots of stuff happened in this game and, uh, I, uh, there's lots to sort of process after it, but the main thing, uh, bench was bad. Lowry was really good. Those free throws sucked, but Hey, he was really good to lead up, leading up to them. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the bench can be better next time. Hopefully Miles and Van Vliet are back available for the next game tomorrow. I'm sure Van Vliet will because it's a home game. I'm not sure about Miles. I guess we'll see. But, um, yeah, just a rough game. Rebound better, maybe. And uh, you won't have this situation uh, arising either. Um, yeah, stop letting Jan Mahimi's broken ass beat you. And Mike Scott, who was barely in the league the last two years. Or Jody Meeks, who is just like Kyle Lowry if he ate all the food. And, uh I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. Good good on the Wizards for, for playing well. 
and uh, and fighting back. And Otto Porter had a nice game too. And so yeah, what's gonna what, what are you gonna do about it? It's fine. Anyway, I'm rambling now. So uh, please uh, make sure you find the podcast on iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Very much helps to move us up the rankings. Makes us more discoverable. Uh, apologies if this was a very all over the place podcast without much uh, thematic purpose or narrative flow uh just uh, one of those games where you just got to kind of talk about it and talk into a mic and uh the mic has been very good at listening to me so uh i'll be back again probably tomorrow if not on uh saturday probably to recap the portland game some point over the weekend and then we're going to be doing more trivia for monday i'm very excited about that so stay tuned for more of the lockdown raptors trivia tournament recording the second four uh, matchups over the course of the weekend so that should be a very fun time uh and yeah that's gonna do it for me thank you so much for tuning in uh talk to you again very soon actually there was a clip from uh david Locke's podcast today locked on nba that i might use as sort of the basis of a podcast tomorrow um it's uh it's all about the young guys and whether or not you want to trade them and whether or not sort of cashing in some of those guys for a real piece this season as hard as it is it's very hard to do you know financially the raptors don't have much of the way to trade and we talked about this with david actually in the podcast last week after the game against the jazz but uh, it's an interesting conversation anyway, um, regardless of sort of the financial difficulties that come with it. Uh, it's it's a fascinating conversation about, you know, when do you go for it? Because, yeah, well, I'll, I'll just save it for tomorrow. Uh, there's a clip from David's podcast that I'll probably use to build a podcast around. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, shouts to Kyle Lowry, man. His nutsack was all over the court in this game. And it's too bad that he missed the, uh, the free throws at the end. But, man, he was uh, excellent. And he has been very good for the last few games. Actually, wrote about Kyle Lowry for Raptors HQ if you want to check that out. I uh, wrote, wrote the, game, the great game he played against the Wolves on Tuesday. Uh, not quite as prolific statistically as this one was, but it was very good nonetheless. And uh, lots of similar elements from that game and this game for in terms of how Kyle Lowry played. So uh, that's finally going to do it for me. I'll actually shut up now. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you again with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Have a good one. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.